Hey guys, how's it going? It's the man of a thousand voices. I didn't do that right. Let's try that again. Take two. All right, Adam. Sounds good. Uh, does that sound good, Adam? Yeah, it sounds great, man. All right, man. Thanks. Um, let's try that one more time. It's the man of a thousand voices, Adam Shirley. Okay. Well, are you going to continue? Yes. Okay. Well, just just say the name of the podcast. Try it again. Two, do another take. Sorry. Okay. Action. It's time for the Man of a Thousand Voices podcast. Here's Adam. That works. We'll try to keep that on there every time. You betcha. All right. Welcome to the Man of a Thousand Voices pack, pad, pad, pad podcast. That was terrible. It's okay. Episode one, and I'm actually going on a walk right now, so figure that out. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to talk about a lot of things, um, but the first thing we're not going to talk about, the only thing we're not going to address, is the elephant that is in the room, um, because it's something that's hurting people, it's ruining lives in more than one way. And it's something that we can't uh, allow to get us down. The president, uh, <clears throat> the president Donald Trump, he had, I imagine he said probably childish stuff like, it's a huge deal, it's really, really big, really, really, it's big league stuff. This, this uh, virus, it's huge, huge. So what we're going to do is we're going to, how much? No. No. Lower. 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 Less zeros. Something like that. But I doubt it. That's probably more of a cartoon version of Donald Trump. Um, either way, when addressing this thing, it's hugely important. We're in the hundreds of thousands of lives lost in the world right now. So, it's a really big thing. The most important thing is to keep your hands clean, wash them, sanitize them, make sure you sanitize all your surfaces, um, make sure you stay indoors as much as possible, do not go out and visit, do not get into gatherings of huge amounts of people because that stuff you carry in you for two weeks. That's 14 days. Yes, it is. Um, but the thing that we're addressing right now we're not going to talk about it any further it's something that's bad and we need to kick it to the curb and it will happen trust me we'll be back to normal or a state of normal after a little bit you know so let's move on what do we want to talk about what's a good topic well we have wrestlemania 36 um what else do we want to talk about see i don't know the details on this but i just seen a story online that the WWE finally have released Dash and Dawson the Revival. That means speculation is wild. I believe the coolest thing would be having a mystery tag team appear to face off against the Young Bucks. Maybe not them aligning with somebody or anything, but basically uh, they come out as a mystery tag team and who could it be? You can hear Tony Schiavone talking right now about it. 
who could this mystery tag team be? And it's like, uh, uh, Cody Rhodes would be sitting there and he'd be, he'd be saying all kinds of things. He'd be like, I don't know. I don't know. Which would not be all kinds of things. It's just a couple of things. Or if Chris Jericho was sitting beside him, he'd be like, who could this be, this mystery tag team that we're going to see next week on Dynamite? And Jericho would be all like, uh, you know, Tony, uh, I don't really know Shivani, you stupid idiot. You know, I don't like that tie. It's not very good looking on you. And then it'd be something stupid like that or something. But I, I like it. Or you could, or you could, uh, let's see. Or you could throw Taz in there. That's not very good, Taz, but it's, it's me trying to be Taz. I'm the man of a thousand voices, not a thousand and one. So some of them get outside my reach. That's one I think I just got to work on. Wrestling impressions I don't have many of. Let's just start off by introducing myself. Hi, I'm Adam, the man of a thousand voices. Um, so first time on this podcast, first time, let me address the other stuff in the room. What do I mean by a thousand voices? I've been doing impressions from the age of eight. My uncle got me into it. Uh, let's see, uh, earlier this year or late last year, my uncle had a, uh, had something happen to him and it was like one in a million and Basically, he uh, he uh, passed away after circumstances through this thing. And, uh, you know, we were, I didn't see him all the time or anything. He lives three hours away from me uh, to this day, literally. Um, but he, he lives three hours away from us. I live in Hot Springs, Arkansas. He lives in Jonesboro, Arkansas. It's a three-hour drive. And... Uh, we saw each other maybe two, three times a year, but man, he, he was someone I, I really admired and he took me to the living room one day and he was doing the, he would, he, he had this way of doing an impression. It wasn't like that it was super good. It was the intensity that he brought to it. And it was a really imaginative version of the voice. Basically, he was a big kid, just like me. I'm 30 years old and I act like I'm nine, 10 years old a lot of the time. That's just because I want people to laugh. I want to be happy, you know. Um, but that's what we're going to try to do here today. Let me explain a little bit. So what would you think if I just brought a guest on right now as I'm going on this walk? Let's see. Who do we want to talk to today? We could talk to uh, Patrick Stewart. Man, maybe Morgan Freeman. Hmm. Um, well, I don't know. Maybe Christopher Walken. Nah. nah. He'd be talking about all kinds of things like pineapples. It was May when I saw it. It was carrying a rhubarb pie. Told my mom it was Johnny Nose. I said, Ma, it was really big and hairy. So I hit him with a crowbar. Beat his brains out. All right, you're freaking me out now. Oh, who are you? Hey, you're Christopher Walken, right? Yeah, that's me. That was not a very convincing at the end. Uh, it took me out of it, and now I gotta be somebody else. Who do I wanna walk with now? Let's see. Hey, kid, can I have a light? I guess, yeah, sure, here. Here, let me, uh.
Just kidding. Let me ask you something. Just a question for the ordinary mind. The ordinary individual sitting on their couch listening to this by chance. Okay? Do they know who I am? Probably not. How do they not know me? Because you don't sound like you really. Why? Because you're me. That makes sense. Oh, high five, dude. Hadn't seen you, man. How, how you been? How you been, huh? Oh, man, yeah, I've been good. Um, so, uh, I'm Adam 1. This is Adam 2. Hey. Um, we just, uh, we just kind of kick it, you know what I mean? They kind of kick it. We kind of walk together. Jason, how you doing? I'm Jason Statham, by the way. Look, this is a beautiful countryside you live in. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. It's, a. Uh, it's Arkansas. Yeah, Arkansas is nice. All right. Um, you want to race? No, I'm walking. I don't want to run right now. I got to work myself back into that because I'm trying to get back into shape. Huh, you little fat, flabby boy. Oh, my God. I'm not fat. I'm like 160, man. That's, I'm not. There may be some deer out here. We may scare them out. Um, he's like a freaking ninja. Yeah, I know, man. I was going to say the same thing. What? No way. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Um, let's see. Um, why are we walking so long? Sir Michael Caine, how are you? My back hurts. My legs hurt. My feet are killing me right now. Well, just come on. You're leaving me behind, lad. I'm, I just got to stop and wait for you. I'm going to keep walking. You just go ahead, boy. Oh, all right, man. That old humperdink can't keep up with us. Patrick, how are you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. Uh, this is beautiful out here. Nature! Patrick Stewart, everyone. Yes, of course they know who I am. I was Jean-Luc Picard for the older viewers. You know, Star Trek and whatnot. Um, I was also, if you're kind of a tweener, which would be you, sir. Thanks for calling me a tweener, I guess. Yes, it's a compliment. Thanks. Um, what, what is a tweener? Explain it. A tweener is someone who is between Star Trek in the 90s and, well, um, X-Men in the early 2000s, I suppose. The X-Men phase is the tweeners. Yes. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. It's first thing I can really remember you in, of course it is. You were born in the 90s, which means... Respectfully, you remember the 2000s more. Okay, well, I guess that makes sense. Um, so, apart from these celebrities that you've heard all throughout, are you just leaving me out? Uh, no, we're walking. I was just talking to the audience. Oh, hello there. I didn't even know you were recording. Did you talk to my agent about this? <sighs> no. Why not? Because he's gone. What the hell, dude? This is the weirdest shit. But anyways, okay. So basically, apart from these celebrities, I also have unique imaginary voices as well that pop up throughout all of this. So my, I don't know if you call him a friend. Uh, this guy I know named Garrett. He, uh, he's pretty much just, he's a Scottish asshole. 
You're damn right, boy. Oh, no. Look here. All right, so I'm trying to talk to you about something, but you're not listening to me. All right. Okay, well, what, what are you trying to talk to me about? I have boots. Yes, you have a lot of boots. Yeah, about four pairs of combat boots. A couple of cowboy boots, because I like them. They're nice. They look sexy. What the heck are you talking about? All right, first off, my boots, the brown ones with the belt strap on them, you know, with the little clasp and whatnot. Your pretty boy boots? Don't you dare call them that. Well, that's what you call them, I thought. No. All right, that's what my old lady calls them. Well, you explain this to me. Um, your, your, what do you call, what do you call them? They're my buckle boots. Why are they your buckle boots? Because they have a buckle on the side. I guess that makes sense. You know, a lot of cars are passing us right now as well. Yeah, so what? Maybe they'll get a little bit nervous with you. How do you think that? Because you're really buff. You're, you're wearing like a tank top right now. And you're, you got like a huge beard and a lot of, uh, a big set of red hair, man. I, I don't know how else to explain it. So... You'll look like someone who's up to no good right now, man. I don't know how to explain it any further than that. This leather jacket or this leather vest you got on it and doing you any favors. <sighs> right, boy. I'll leave for now. But remember, I'll be back. <sighs> That's Arnold line. It's, it's okay. I don't mind your friends using my words for me. What the hell is that? It was like an amalgam of like a, what is it, a Swedish voice and Arnold. A vegan falcon. But it's not like that. That was a really stupid version of it. Like, I would see and talk to you because we are friends together on here. It's like really weird rolled sounds because they talk so weird. They don't do that. That's like a comical version of their voice. (sighs) The Man of a Thousand Voices podcast, ladies and gentlemen. It's crazy so far. It's almost 20 minutes long already. All right, so think about this, if you will. Cast your minds back. Yeah, just Sunday and Saturday. WrestleMania came out. Michael Cole was freaking out, obviously. It's WrestleMania! And Triple H was probably in the back like, all right, go to camera 10 now. Go to camera 10 now. All right, nine. Back to four. Go to four, you idiot. And then he gets all mad and his shirt rips open on his arms because... He's a freaking old jack dude who rides Harleys, I guess. The Undertaker said, yeah, you can have that, boy. I don't mind. That's kind of Undertaker whenever he's a American badass because all the other times he talks like this. Really weird. But, um, so... Night one was crazy. Night two was crazy. We're not going to go into details on which night was good and bad. We're just going to talk about the stuff I remember watching. Because there's a lot. It's like three hours each night, which is better than eight hours one day. Stupid. They should go two nights from now on. You can hear me getting winded right now, and that's not cool. Fifteen minutes of walking, and I'm already winded. Like I said, i got to get into shape. It's something that I gotta do. Jason Statham made fun of me for it earlier. Alright, so we were supposed to see Miz and Morrison, New Day, as in uh, Kofi Kingston 
and Biggie, and then the Usos, Jimmy and Jay, and we ended up seeing a triple threat match between John Morrison, Kofi Kingston, and Jimmy Uso. Um, so, it was a cool match. There were some interesting spots in it. Freaking one that I remember was, uh, so, uh, let's see, who was it? I think it was one of the Usos, yeah. Uh, I think it was uh, Jimmy Uso. Obviously, it was Jimmy, because he's the only one in the match. Jimmy! Uh, Jimmy Uso was laid up on a ladder in the corner. So he had the ladder laid out between the two ropes, flat. That way you could climb on top of it if you wanted to. And Jimmy was going to suplex him, but he got out of it. John Morrison did. And... He got him to lay down on the ladder. He climbed up on the ring post. And he did a corkscrew moonsault onto Jimmy Uso onto a ladder. And it was cool looking, man. It was really cool. It was the weirdest thing whenever John Morrison won the titles to make him and Miz retain. It was weird. I'm not going to lie. And the uh, the Alexa Bliss Nikki Cross win was a feel good moment, but 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 it was underwhelming. I mean, it was not it was not what you expect to see. Um, whenever it comes to uh, this this match of the magnitude they tried building it to, um, it's WrestleMania, and it felt like just a Raw or SmackDown match. It wasn't even as good as a normal NXT match. So, um, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross won that. Whenever I said earlier that John Morrison winning the titles was weird, uh, it was different, is because John Morrison just fell down and had the titles with him. Everybody was fighting over him, and he just started. He just fell backwards and held onto the titles, and they were ripped away from the other two. He didn't even have them all the way to the ground. He won the titles, though. Um, we also had on night one we had Goldberg versus Braun Strowman for the Universal Championship, and Braun Strowman beat Brock or beat Goldberg for the Universal Title after I think three, four power slams, something like that. Goldberg speared Braun like four times as well. So that's an eight moves to a nine moves total for both big titles. Then we had, let's see, the Raw Tag Team Championships. Street Profits going against Angel Garza and uh, freaking, uh, what's his name, uh, Austin Theory. And man, that match was really good. Especially, um, that match was good, especially for the lack of an audience for the Street Profits and both heels to work off of. The lack of crowd is what hurts a lot of these wrestling shows that we watch. And it sucks to have that happen where, where you're not able to, you know, induce suspense. Where you're not able to make people get nervous or scared or, ah, or work them up or put them down or whatever, you know, and they, they did it, but it was different. Montez Ford was the best part of the match, bar none. Montez Ford just yelling, it's WrestleMania! 
<laughs> I didn't run it off the ropes and doing all kinds of stuff, man. Yeah, it's crazy. Woo! WrestleMania, baby! Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're stacked. We're stacked. Kofi Kingston. I can't do that voice very good either. Um, but that's okay, too. No big deal. Um, let's see. The, the, the big thing, the big takeaway from WrestleMania this year was two matches in particular. Becky, all right, so Becky Lynch, let me get into a couple other matches before I forget. There was like three other matches I wanted to talk about at least. Uh, that would be Becky Lynch, Shayna Baszler. Becky Lynch won. Shayna should have won. Set up a really good heel for the company for Becky to fight against, to oppose her, someone who has actually beat her, and she should have went over clean. And it would have been great. But that is not what WWE chose. They chose to go with Becky Lynch. And it was just... It sucked seeing that. It sucked seeing freaking uh, Charlotte Flair win against Rhea Ripley, too, because Rhea Ripley deserves to be the NXT champion. She fought for that title. Charlotte beat... Charlotte won a battle royal to crown her the number one contender for any title she wanted to to give somebody a storyline for her to win basically and and that's my my opinion you know you could take it you can leave it doesn't matter the real of the the real of the issue is that wwe is not trusting the next generation of competitors uh, with titles and it sucks you know, it's like WCW all over again. WCW was my favorite promotion in the 90s. I was born in 1990. I am 30 years old right now. And WCW was my stuff back in the day. I guess that's why I like AEW more than WWE, apart from AEW just better altogether. It's hard for me to say that was horrible. That was a bad thing that AEW did. And even under the, the, current, the, current, the current worldwide condition... AEW still has matches, still has recordings, still has tapings coming out for, for you on YouTube for free. If you have satellite, you can watch uh, Dynamite on there, on TNT. I mean, it's so good. But we're going to go back to another match as well. And that was Aleister Black versus Bobby Lashley. Beautiful match. And I, I liked it a lot. I thought it was a really good showing of Bobby Lashley's dominance, the whole match almost. And then one split second, one wrong move, and listening to Lana, he gets black masked in the face. Taken down, the good guy wins. Great job, guys. Great job. It was outstanding seeing that ma those matches. Um, man... It was a cool thing, but the main thing for WrestleMania was, let's see, what was it? What was it? What do you think it was? It was the Boneyard match from night one, which we'll break down real quick, and then we'll go into the other match. The Boneyard match, uh, buried alive match. They didn't want to say that, though. Why not? It's the same thing. It's just cinematic. The Boneyard match. I think it would be cool if Undertaker only did Boneyard matches in that cinematic styling anymore. That would be bad, eh? But, uh, how many times could you do that with, without people, you know what I mean, getting tired of watching the same thing over and over? They'd find a way to mix it up. I know they would, but 
still not the point, you know what I mean? How many times can you watch a cinematic masterpiece so it's like the Boneyard Match 1, AJ Styles, Boneyard Match 2. So the Undertaker could go undefeated again in Boneyard Matches till he's what, 60? At most, probably. He's already starting to feel broken down, I'm, I'm sure. But this was a cinematic beauty. It was like a B-movie come to life watching any of the Asylum's movies. Name drop. Free publicity. I like Asylum movies, though. I got like... Let's see. I have the trilogy of superhero movies, the Avengers Grimm series. Uh, I have watched Atlantic Rim and Atlantic Rim. The other, the newer one, I haven't watched. I don't even think I finished either of them, but I started them and then had to do something and had to stop watching them. Um, I believe I've seen the Almighty Thor. There's several Asylum movies that don't look too bad. You know what I mean? And the quality is really good of film they have. It's just their stories most of the time. The direction is kind of scattered a little bit. Or it's really, really nondescript. It's vague about all the details. So, imagine these two characters in the WWE's world with that same quality of filming, that same angles, same ability to plot out every element of this like a movie. And you get a wonderful thing. AJ Styles and The Undertaker start up uh, fighting. AJ enters in a hearse in a casket. You know, because that's what The Undertaker does. Or did. Or something. But, uh, yeah, it's really cool seeing all that. You know, AJ Styles the whole time was like, Give up, Taker! Give up, Taker. I've already won. Retire, Taker. I'm going to end your career. You know, all kinds of stuff like that. And uh, Undertaker started talking to him after he came back later on in the match. AJ Styles had actually gotten Undertaker in the, ca in the uh, big hole in the ground. Had climbed up on the tractor with the dirt in it. And started it up to move it to dump the dirt. And when the lights came on in the back, behind the uh, tractor, there was the Undertaker just standing there like he came from the grave. Because he did. And he... Uh, he beat the crap out of AJ, and AJ started running away. And before all this, though, Undertaker had already beat up the uh, Dark Order. Just kidding. The Dark Order. Just kidding. Uh, he had already, the Undertaker had already beat up the guys in the robes, and he, uh, was beating up Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows, and then he got beat up by AJ from a blind side, and then, uh, he got up, and man, he just took all of them out. He got onto this roof, and AJ Styles was running from him and stuff. He's like, where are you going, AJ? Huh? Is this what you want? This is what you want. Where are you going, AJ? Come back here, Alan. Alan, where are you going, Alan? And it was just great, man. It was great hearing him just talk, you know. He got up on top of the roof. He beat, he tombstone, uh, I think, uh, Anderson and big booted uh, Gallows. 
and then he chokeslammed AJ off of the roof of a barn through some wood. And he was like, uh, he was like, uh, you wanted this, AJ. This is what you wanted, remember? This is what you wanted. Then he chokeslammed him. He got off the roof, went to AJ, picked him up, and he's like, AJ was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And he's like, sorry for what? Huh? Sorry for what? Huh? And AJ didn't ever say what he was sorry for because he wasn't sorry. He just wanted to find a way out. He didn't, though. And Undertaker just kept beating the crap out of him. At one point on the roof, though, AJ tried running to get off the roof on one side, and Undertaker raised his hands up because he was like, where are you going, AJ? Where are you going, AJ? AJ! And then he, like, raised his hands up, and whenever he did, fire came out of the, uh, fire came out of the, uh, side of the roof. Like, just a big wall of fire, basically, and AJ just dropped backwards, and Undertaker then said, where are you going, AJ? And did the whole chokeslam thing. He picked him up on AJ up on his shoulders, walked him over to the grave. I'm, I'm missing out on other he, other big details probably, but uh, he picked him up and he brought him over to the grave, and AJ was like, "I'm sorry, don't do this. I'm sorry," and he's like, "He's like AJ, I'm not doing that." Blah 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 blah. Just kept doing it, and then he big booted him and he fell in the grave, and Undertaker got on the tractor and he buried AJ. And then it went back to the grave, and you seen a glove inside of a hand, and AJ Styles' glove sticking out of the dirt uh, with this hand. It was it was pretty cool watching that to end the first night of Mania. The other the other match we're gonna talk about real quick is Bray Wyatt and John Cena, the Firefly Funhouse match. Man, this this had so many levels to it. John Cena comes out, he said. Uh, he looks around, he does his normal thing where he would look normally go to the crowd, look at them and listen, put his hand up to there just to listen, you know. And then he would turn around and he'd look at it and he'd be like, it's time to do this thing or something like that and just go, you know what I mean? But this time he goes, he looked at the camera and he goes, oh well, shrugged his shoulders, put his arm down and he goes, it's Wrestle, like he's saying Wrestlemania and the scene cuts and it goes to Vince McMahon throughout, like, WrestleMania 1 doing that first thing. It's Wrestle, welcome to WrestleMania, that one. And it's slowed down, and it's altered a little bit and stuff, and ends up, like, disintegrating. And the Firefly Funhouse comes on, and Bray Wyatt's there, and he explains what the Funhouse is. And it's just a scary place where all the scary stuff goes in your mind. And he goes in through this door, and that's how you get in there, basically. And then it zooms out from the door after it zooms in when Bray goes inside and John Cena's there. And what's his name? Uh, Ramblin' Rabbit talked to him. John Cena! Hey, dude! How's it going? You know, that whole thing. And he said, You trying to find Bray, man? I sound nothing like him. But that is a big tree. How come I haven't noticed that tree before? Holy shit, man, that's beautiful. Anyways, so John Cena goes through the door. And then the Vince McMahon puppet pops up, and he's like, How much ruthless aggression do you have? That's his impression of Vince McMahon. It sounded all right to me. But not like that. That was a bad version of it. Mine is more like, uh, How much ruthless aggression do you have? You know that. So, uh, Show me tonight in the ring how much ruthless 
aggression you have. And then it shows John Cena going, like walking away, and then he's walking onto a stage with the big old SmackDown fist, and he walks in front of that with his old ring gear. Not not like thugonomics, but like the shorts, uh, the, uh, the trunks, and wristbands, and boots and knee pads. And he walks out there, and Bray Wyatt's doing the Kurt Angle Invitational, basically. He's all like, uh, he's like, anybody who wants to challenge me, blah, 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 blah. And then John Cena gets in the ring, and he says, what makes you think you can hang with Bray Wyatt? And he says, ruthless aggression. And he slaps him, uh, slaps at him. And Bray Wyatt just moves his head backwards. And he's like, this is really embarrassing. Blah, 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 blah. And he's just talking to Cena down about how this is one of his biggest failures. Yada, yada, yada. And he just keeps going on and on. And John Cena slaps at him a couple times. At one point he goes, you can look, but you can't touch. Which is Nikki Bella's theme song. John Cena, what's aggression? And then he's like, tries doing a clothesline to him and Bray Wyatt moves out of the way. And let me see. They transition to the next part, which is the 80s promo. That's right. They go to the 80s promo and Bray Wyatt's acting like somebody and talking, doing like the 80s stereotypical 80s thing and John Cena comes out and he's got like weights in his hands and he's just lifting weights and he's doing his big Hulk Hogan style voice and uh, and you're gonna tell you I tell you what dude I tell you blah 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 like that kind of thing it's just really big hyped up thing and uh, Bray Wyatt talks about how big his muscles are and John just starts pumping those weights faster and faster and faster and faster and eventually he just stops and Bray Wyatt's like like he wants to swing and punch Bray Wyatt, but he can't because his arms are too heavy. So he's just kind of like throwing his arms around by swinging his body from left to right, turning his body. I mean, not swinging. That would be weird if he's just swinging his body around. But anyways, uh, and then Bray Wyatt throws him into the next scene where he comes out in front of that same entranceway with the basic thugonomics gear and music playing and stuff. And uh, he comes to the ring, and Bray Wyatt's standing there talking to John, and he says something to him. John Cena just busts off classic John Cena stuff, the way he tears, pe- tears people apart with those uh, lyrics of the, uh, his observations and stuff, you know? So, uh, he's just tearing him apart, basically, and Bray's like, why are you doing this, you know? You're supposed to be the good guy, and you're... You're picking people apart with their biggest vulnerabilities, biggest weaknesses, you know? You're preying on them for it. And he just ended it with, like, uh, you try to get up in my house, the doctor's house, something, something, something. All you're going to get is these nuts. And he throws a package of nuts at him, and John Cena tries to go after him and hit him with a, a close, or hit him with, like, a corner splash, basically like a stinger splash or just a running clothesline into the corner. And Bray Wyatt teleports behind him, and he wraps a cha- John Cena's chain around his fist. John Cena turns around, and Bray Wyatt hits him. Whenever he does, it goes to Monday Nitro. And it shows Bray Wyatt in a leather jacket. And he's talking to uh, John Cena 
Or he's talking to the audience, acting like Eric Bischoff. I love you. I love you. And uh, you know what I really want? No, you know what I really want? And then the whole introducing Hulk Hogan as the bad guy. And John Cena. You know, John Cena, he introduces him as. And he comes out with the title. He's acting like it's a guitar like Hulk Hogan did. And he's got an NWO hat and a shirt and an NWO towel. And he comes in the ring and... He takes the hat off, or he uh, does the little towel thing. He does it too sweet to Bray, and then he drops it and takes the hat off and tackles Bray to the ground. Just starts laying in some heavy, heavy punches, uh, big round punches, and he hits them over and over and over. And then it shows most of this from looking down from underneath at John Cena hitting onto a target. And then it pans back, and John Cena's surprised because he's hitting Huskis the pig. And, uh, uh, then it goes, I think it changes again. Yeah, it does. It changes again, and after it changes, it goes to Bray Wyatt, the old Bray Wyatt, the cool Bray Wyatt. I'm not, I'm not saying I don't like the Fiend. The Fiend's awesome. But the Bray Wyatt Fiend combination is kind of weird I like old Bray Wyatt I used to sit and listen to Abigail tell me stories about how black raven's wing was how dark his soul is there was never never have any chance that Abigail would let me down I listened to her and she told me secrets yeah it was really cool but he talked he said he goes I was red world of black and white and that's how he started it was so cool i love that bray Wyatt. he's so creepy and it's great that's why i like that bray Wyatt. you know this other one is like just mr rogers meets freddy krueger basically but anyways he's he's talking about how john cena destroyed him whenever he didn't do the right thing, you know, it was supposed to be a big moment for Bray. He said he was a man of the people, and he said, why didn't you listen? And it cuts to a clip of WrestleMania 30 where he's just acting like a maestro, and the crowd's all singing. He's got the whole world in his hands. And it was crazy awesome. And it just kept going, and uh, basically it got to a point in the match. He said, you should have done the right thing six years ago. Now you have that chance again. And John, it shows John Cena in his gear. Uh, and Bray Wyatt hit him with a running uh, running corner splash, basically, like the big bleh, the running body attack that he does. And uh, he dances with John for a second. And then he, uh, he, no, he starts off in the uh, rocking chair, he says, run. And then he goes takes off towards John Cena and uh, does the corner splash dances with the first second and he says uh, he, he does something and he says you can rewrite the wrong that you made six years ago or something like that and hands him a chair and he gets down in the position with his arms stretched out where he's on his knees like a sacrifice like he did at Wrestlemania 30 and John Cena takes the chair and he swings and it cuts back and forth showing John Cena's indecision back then and now 
and anger then and now, cutting between the two until he ultimately swings at current day. And there's nothing there to swing at. And he's looking around like, where is he? And the scene changes into a different color. Whenever it cuts back, it's a different color. It's that colorless color. It's not like black and white, but it's a lot less colorful and it's more dark and nasty looking. And then up came the fiend from behind John Cena. He rose. John Cena stood up and he was in his normal wrestling gear. Current day, turned around and he got the mandible claw locked on him. And he went down to the ground and the fiend choked him. Or fiend had it on, it just locked it in. And John Cena got pinned to the mat one, two, three and lost to the fiend. And afterwards, oh, and the thing about that was Bray Wyatt, the normal Bray Wyatt with the uh, blonde ponytail of dreadlocks. One was the one pinning, uh, refereeing it. One, two, three. Bray Wyatt wins. The Fiend stands up, he raises his hand. John Cena literally dis- just disappears. And it's just the Fiend laying there, or standing there. Then he gets a close-up of his face and he says, let me in. And then... uh that's the end of that match. Both matches definitely worth watching, though. And that's WrestleMania in a bundle real quick. Um, so I may try to talk to uh, one of my friends who has his own podcast, see if he'll come on the, the Man of a Thousand Voices show. Possibly we could do something, maybe like a list or something. Uh, I'm sure you've heard of him if you're into wrestling, uh, wrestling talk radio. We're talking about Hot Rod Rodney Dyer and Skydog Clayton Haynes from Heel radio these guys are awesome there's some there's some really good guys you know and uh maybe we can all get together we can talk some wrestling we can talk a little bit about everything and just have a good time uh so basically apart from wrestlemania there hasn't been that much that i've been doing here lately i've been trying to work on a lot more uh, movie opportunities that are presented to me uh, that, that I'm able to, you know, work on. Uh, currently, I'm writing the script for a five-part series that will uh, be done for Shirley Boy Entertainment at a later date. I'm not, gonna, I'm not allowed to say anything. I can't say anything. It's not in me to say anything. I'm not going to say anything else about that. Um, and me and Jesse uh, Teague are working on a five-episode series uh, uh season of a uh, show gonna be called black creek and we'll hopefully get him on the show to talk a little bit about that show with me uh on here as well as other projects that we may be into um but i i a sad thing another sad thing that's happened in, in our local bubble is that uh the hero verse has temporarily been shut down uh, on all film projects for for the foreseeable future. I'm not sure what Shirley Boy Entertainment has. I'm not sure what we got going on. Uh, as far as I know, I haven't had any new pitches given to me or anything like that. Uh, I have not started writing anything new. I've had a couple of ideas on what I want to do. Uh, it's just going to take a lot of effort and work from uh, several different people, basically. And... Uh, that's where we're at with everything as far as this stuff goes. Um, so this has been basically the Man of a Thousand Voices podcast. Uh, you're not going to let me say goodbye. You just did, didn't you? 
No, I was asking if I could. Yes, that's why I just asked you. I thought that's what you just did. All right, are you going to be a smart ass about this? No, say it. Oh, you gotta light up a cigarette. Hey, that's what I have to do. Goodbye, listening public. From me, my friends, um, we're going to be all right, all of us together. We've got to stick together. Wow. Shut your mouth. Okay, sorry. Just never see you talk like this. Well, it's important we all get together. Even as someone like me, a smarter person than you. Oh my gosh, that's not, that's not Garrett, is it? No. I'm Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre, wow. Also known as Drew Galloway. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, of course I do. Of course I do. You're the WWE heavyweight champion. Yeah, that's you. Let me just ask you a question, all right? Sure. How long have you been doing podcasts? Ah, oh, for a little while, you know. Think you could talk to me about something? Sure. Like what? Anything. Here to talk. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, let's see. Uh, you don't have any questions about WrestleMania? Yeah, I mean, it was a shorter match. Yeah, that's kind of the way we planned it. You know, it didn't want to stay in the, stay in the ring too long. Or brawl back and forth because, you know, it's an airborne thing that we're dealing with worldwide here. Yeah. But now you're looking at the WWE champion, Drew McIntyre. That's right, I am. I'm gonna let someone else come in here. Uh, we got a slew of guests coming in at the end. I didn't even know how to end the show. I didn't have a seg segment or anything. Uh, who's the next coming in? Who, who were... Oh, hey man, how's it, how's it going? I've never talked to you before, but you seem like a pretty cool person. Adam. Adam. That's me, that's my name. I just try to say it as much as I can in a raspy voice to get everything right. Adam, hey man, how's it going? Pretty good, Seth. How's it going for you? Your Monday, your Monday night Messiah came to visit for a specific reason. All right, go ahead. It's to say that Kevin Owens is not smart enough to beat the Monday night Messiah Murphy and the AOP. Okay, man, well, that's cool. I mean, I thought y'all's feud was over with. No, it's not over by a long shot. Okay, man. Ke just just listen. I I've not talked to Kevin about any of this. I kind of wanted to get his opinion on it. So maybe we can talk a little bit more later about this because I do want to get your opinion too. But right now, I, I didn't expect you. I thought someone else was coming in. Why am I not good enough? I'm the Monday Night Messiah. What are you? I'm a WWE champion. Not anymore. I am a tag team. No, I am an intercontinental. No, U.S. No. You're not a champion, Seth. You're just a guy leading a group of guys. You may be right. But if we don't all stick together, this will not end. We have to burn it down. That was your old gimmick, I thought. You're the Monday Night Messiah. What do you do now? Burn it down. You, you're a Messiah and you still burn it down? Yes. Okay. All right, well, get out of here. We got to talk to someone else. Excuse me, just let me get you out of here.
How is there two of you? Uh, well, that's a different thing to explain. Um, so, who's next? Hey, Adam, how you doing? I'm doing okay. How about you? You know, it's been a... It's been a little while since... Well, we've, we've really never talked, have we? No, Kevin, we haven't. I was actually just talking to Seth. Seth Rollins. The Monday Night Mistake. Yeah, this is a very failing impression. Let's try a different one. You! See, you got to get loud with Kevin Owens, and I can't really do that. I mean, I'm outside, but I don't want to be all super loud or anything. Uh, let's... Is there somebody else? Wow. How's it going, man? You're like, no joke, one of my favorite uh, wrestlers. Uh, first, how did you come up with the diamond cutter, DDP, everybody? Well, you see, the diamond cutter was a very, very special move, and I like to think of it as one of the more deadly of all of the... Uh, finishers from WCW because we had a lot of crazy talent dude you know what I mean it was a different time the 90s were crazy man don't get me wrong I held the WCW three times yeah I know you're like I said one of my favorites uh you're like the favorite so much so I've used the cutter as my finisher in wrestling for a little bit you use the cutter in your finisher for wrestling yeah, man. How was it facing Wardlow in the ring that, that one time whenever you kind of ran into him and fell down? Are you talking to me? Like that? Yes. Do you not see me around? How old are you? 62. God dang, that explains it. Yeah, I'm so I'm old. So what? It's not that you're old. That's not the... I didn't think you were that old, though. Um... What's it like in AEW? It's wonderful. Um, Cody Rhodes is really good to everyone there. So is Tony Khan. Okay. Um, well, man, like I said, you're one of my favorites. We're going to have to catch up sometime. But right now, I want to talk to just another person, if you don't mind. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah. Bang! Okay, well, that's loud. Um, let's go ahead and talk to uh next person. Am I going to like this one? Am I going to like this one? Am I? Am I going to like this one? I don't know. I'm just going to let him in. Hello. How are you? How's it going? Um. Huh. Huh. Well, ladies and gentlemen... I don't think there is anyone coming in. I think they were all just kind of standing over there waiting for someone to come in. Um, but I think this is a good point to cut this episode off. So, without any further ado, guys, this has been the first episode of The Voices in My... No! You were doing it wrong again. I'm sorry. The Man of a Thousand Voices podcast with Adam Shirley.